Are you angry right now? And is this anger really screwing up your sexual well-being and your relationships with yourself and others? You are not alone. Hi, I'm Dr. Catalina, and I'm angry too. So let's get down and talk about how this is affecting our sexual well-being and our connection to ourselves and others. I'm Dr. Catalina Lawson, a licensed clinical psychologist, and I love talking about sex. Sex Marks the Spot is a podcast that bridges the gap between what we know and what we actually do when it comes to sex, relationships, and health. This unprecedented time is fostering so much fucking anger. I find myself very much needing to, to, to compartmentalize sometimes this anger and figuring out how best to process it. But it's there and it's been brewing. And I feel like in the context of what's been happening between all of the huge events that are going on that we do not have control over, this sense of helplessness and apathy very much just maintains and exacerbates these emotions of anger. So what ends up happening to our bodies and our sexual well-being when we get angry? Well, a few things happen. You often hear people talking about angry sex and, oh, angry sex, just it's good to get it out. Ab-sa-freaking-lutely. When I'm angry, it, it absolutely getting that dose of oxytocin, releasing those endorphins, getting that dopamine absolutely can refuel. Unfortunately, that's for a minority of individuals. Unfortunately, what is the majority of the reactions when individuals get angry is, is that they may aggress, but they also are more likely to withdraw, detach, disconnect. Again, at the core of I see anger and sadness, hurt, guilt, shame, all as flips of a coin. So when we feel helpless, which I do think that right now with the COVID, with Black Lives Matter, with the elections, with all of these things, the economy, all of these huge life-impacting events, with all of this uncertainty, the anger is so palpable. It's hard to talk about. So what happens to our bodies? Our heart rates increased, our arteries vasoconstrict, our breathing gets shorter, all of our muscles get tense, and all we're doing is feeling tight and wanting to fight or hit something or just get the hell out of Dodge and just say, screw it. We're detaching from our bodies. So it is during times like this that we, and as hard and unrealistic as it may seem, need to pause and first acknowledge acknowledge that anger, just like every other emotion, is an emotion. And it feels uncomfortable, but that it's a real emotion. We need to acknowledge the thoughts that are underlying this. For me personally, I am 
so angry at the politics around so many of these fundamental issues that are leading to death and murders. It angers me. And we need to acknowledge that anger and then reconnect and first and foremost tell our bodies, check in, what am I needing right now? So for me, so much of what I've learned with this and with my clients is first and foremost, you have to start with yourself because too much of this anger, we project it out. And particularly we project it to the people closest to us, to our partners, to our families, because one proximity amidst all of this isolation, those are the ones that we actually are connecting with. And when we have anger, our body is just looking for places because it wants to mobilize, it wants to act to externalize that anger. So first and foremost, grounding and really just acknowledging what's behind this anger and asking yourself, what do I need? What do I need to actually feel a sense of control? What can I do? And first start with yourself. What can I do to myself to self-soothe? And then think action. So much right now amidst all of these movements, all of this crisis that is going on around us, what can I do to improve my sense of self and my sense of who I am in this larger community? And again, it doesn't have to be a huge thing. It can be something as, okay, you know what, actually, I want to reach out and have some tough conversations. Or I want to sit and I want to research more and more so I understand better what's underlying this anger and how it relates to me. I want to understand what, ha what my family, what's my history with this? What was, what did I, what was I born into that actually pre-existed? What's happening here? in getting a better understanding of all of the factors that influence where we are now for Black Lives Matter, reading up on all of the context around this, when we're thinking about the pandemic, thinking about the systemic layers that contribute to these disparities, how those implications absolutely affect our economy, our health, our education, all of the sectors, and then how that is passed along over and over across generations of poverty, of oppression, of racism, how that trauma and those negative experiences of anger and hatred are passed on and how we learned to do that and it, how it impacts us. So if you're angry right now, you aren't alone. There's a lot to be angry about. So I encourage you, and I'm gonna do the same, to not run away from this anger, but to acknowledge it, move through it, figure out what you need right now to self, to take care of you and connect to you. And again, particularly within your relationships and then how you can actively shift 
or act to impact you in your community to address what is underlying for anger. This may not seem like it has anything to do with sex and relationships, but it absolutely does. And I hope that that was clear, thinking about how our anger generally detaches us at a time where there is no better time right now that we have to get through this together. There is no better time to remind us of what is important in our connections and our relationships are fundamental to our existence. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope that this was affirming as well as encouraging. But if it was uncomfortable, 